This is the Life Truth Network. Quest for our Truth, Episode 442. Quest for Truth, presented by Protectorate Productions and HPN, Heltsley Podcast Network. Now located at life-truth.com. And now, here are your hosts, Keith Heltsley and Nathan Caldwell. Hey everybody, this is your host Keith, and it's time once again for Request for Truth. We'll be doing yet another installment on spiritual warfare. And I recently had a notice from Nathan Caldwell. He has some words to say about a previous episode that I did. A couple of observations and possibly some challenges. Uh, And so without a lot of further ado, uh, we'll bring him in. And by the way, he refers to this being episode 441. So actually 442, although he does refer to episode 440. And a little more about stuff as we go. But hey, let's turn this over to Nathan and have him take over for a moment. Welcome to Quest for Truth. You are listening to episode 441, and I bet you weren't expecting to hear this voice. After hearing the last episode, there were some things I wanted to comment on and add my insights to. But first, let's hear from some of the other podcasts from the Christian podcast community. We are glad to be a part of the community and want you to know about some more of the great programs you'll find at christianpodcastcommunity.com. How is your flame of truth, Christian? Is it burning bright? Hi, I'm Rebecca Bershwinger, creator and host of One Little Candle, a weekly podcast dedicated to encouraging, empowering, and equipping believers to be the light that God has called us to be so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. So join me and light your own little corner of the world. You can listen to One Little Candle on all major podcast platforms or at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome everybody to the Abundant Life Podcast. I'm here with my good friend and faithful servant in the faith, Sasso Mendez. Hello, hello. What's going on out there? YouTube and uh, radio waves. <laughs> Land, radio land. But we really want this content to go out. We want people to know Amen. about Jesus and the truth. And Amen. so, uh, yeah, go ahead and rate us if you can. Give us, give it a rating. Uh, if not, just at least subscribe. If you would, if you would subscribe, that way you're aware of when we drop a new episode. Check us out on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, give us a like on on Facebook. And uh, we just want to thank you guys for for your support. And and uh, we'll see you in the next two ep- weeks coming up it's gonna be good good. don't miss it thanks guys we love you guys we'll see you thank you bye Bye. until next time thank you for listening to the abundant life podcast we pray you were blessed by today's episode please visit us online at abundantlife.fm until next time may god bless you
if the practice principle is vital for teaching such morally neutral tasks as tying shoes, how much more important is it for training children in Christ-like character? This is Yvette Hampton, host of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Join us each week for a new episode as we offer encouragement and resources on biblical discipleship from popular speakers and authors, as well as parents just like you and me. Find out more at schoolhouserocked.com or listen anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Main topic. The spiritual world is indeed real, and there are supernatural influences on us. Uh, sometimes they're good, such as the Holy Spirit, and sometimes they're bad, like demons. Is demonic possession really a thing? Yes. Yes, it is. We see more than one account in the New Testament scripture. And I doubt Satan has quit working. Odds are he works harder and harder as his time is running out. That being said, I think we should be cautious when dealing with demons and the like. A couple observations. Whether you believe in them or not, um, whether you um, think that evil spirits are a thing or not, whether you feel qualified to deal with it or not, if you ever encounter somebody who uh, is affected by evil spirits, uh, the least you can do is identify that that actually is the problem and pray. Okay, this is Keith in post-production. I want you to notice some verbiage. Uh, for one thing, in episode 440, I never dealt with the concept of possession. It was only being affected by. Uh, I'm not sure where Nathan Caldwell assumed that I was talking about possession, but keep in mind the purpose was to observe and being affected by. Affected by is not the same. Far, far from the same as possession. Anyway, we'll get back to uh, Nathan Collins' comments right now. First, don't assume demonic possession. Check and see what the most likely reason for someone's issue could be. Could it be a demon? Yes, it really could. But it could also be a medical or mental situation. Don't assume demonic influence or possession, but also don't rule it out either. Secondly, Christians, I firmly believe we cannot be possessed by demons. As Christians, as true believers in Jesus Christ, trusters in him alone for salvation, those that have repented of their sin and trusted Christ, that space is occupied by the Holy Spirit. There is no vacancy. However, these demonic forces can still cause us problems. So, occult stuff is not something you want to mess with. All right. Hey, this is once again Keith in post-production. As to your first point, Nathan, uh, that's exactly the point of the entire episode is to observe and be skeptical of 
demons, you do want to get people help first by doctors, counselors, or other thing. But it, you still want to pray. Uh, and, and even if you don't feel like uh, you have the some kind of a weird apostolic gift, <laughs> which you probably don't, uh, you, you should still pray. Praying never hurts. Uh, uh, but first point, absolutely spot on. Second point, uh, I, I, I think I might have mentioned a cult, but it was only in passing. Uh, I cover everything you said in the second point in the, the actual episode 441, talking about the dangers of the occult and the, uh, the big question of can a Christian be uh, possessed or otherwise uh, uh, affected by demons. Uh, that's a big question, and it was not uh, addressed in this episode. So you have that talent, Nathan, of jumping ahead. Uh, you actually jumped ahead out of the episode and into the next one. So stay tuned for that, folks. Or I guess go check it out because it is already posted. And I'm sure Nathan may have some comments on that one. We'll find out. But anyway, back to the current comments. Here we go, Nathan Caldwell. At nine minutes into the podcast, Keith mentions that his wife came home from camp and that she talked about how the girls there, some of them, were really affected by thoughts, uh, you know, uh, with regard to LGBT, LGBT stuff, you know, like um, homosexuality and the like. A couple of years ago. My wife came home from church camp after being a counselor, and she goes, you know, this is the weirdest thing. We have never had so many girls who raise the question about um, being gay or transgender issues. Never. In, in all of her years, and she's been going to this camp for a lot of years. Now, since that, I think it was about two years ago, maybe last year, she hasn't had any anybody... Uh, now the girls come up with this issue. And, of course, uh, that would have been pretty close to the time when all that exploded into the forefront in our modern media and culture as we know it, uh, where suddenly uh, less than 5% of people identify that way to suddenly having like one in four or one in five people identifying that way. And what what would cause that? Uh, and you, you can explain it away by science or by anthropology or whatever. But would it not also be explained away just as easily by saying that there's a whole, uh, evil spirits at work in our culture? Uh, and so that could be one way to identify the activities of an evil spirit. And, and, he, and Keith said, you know, is the, could this be demon possession or demon influence? It could. I suppose it could, yes. Absolutely, it could have been demonic influences. Would it have to be demonic influences? Not necessarily. Romans 1 tells us how some people follow the lusts of their flesh and deny God and his truth, all it would seem without any supernatural help. Hey, once again, Keith here in post-production. Maybe this is a good time to stop 
and review a key point here uh, because uh, again the uh, point of the illustration was uh, one way to see the possibility of how evil spirits affect not a person but an entire crowd an entire culture an entire society now Nathan mentioned sometimes it's not that sometimes it is you know uh, just our sin so if we go back in time here a little bit and we look at the episodes I posted so far my first ep uh, installment on the spiritual warfare was called worldly source of spiritual warfare is episode 436 talked about temptation desires of the heart passions of the flesh pride and even more and if you notice, all those things are sins, sins that are not uncommon to the human condition. So the point with that episode is to point out that spiritual warfare starts with our personal desires. So right, that could be personal desires. But the interesting thing is when a, a, a evil spirit can move, not just to attack me, privately, it can stir up uh, the, a similar trend uh, as wind moving through the trees. You know, the Bible talks about you don't know where the wind comes from, where it goes, but you see its effects. And it could be uh, in a situation like that. Uh, if it says could be, as, as Nathan also pointed out, uh, it could be uh, an effect uh of an evil spirit doing that. Now, for, for it to affect a huge crowd, I would say they're, it's very likely. Just think of uh, the common cultural crazes out there about the transgender thing and look at how those people, when they have their, uh, air quotes, pride parades, how they dress and how they act and all the demonic uh, influence that takes over that uh, recently, what was it? The, the baseball thing. They had the, some kind of a perverse nun group that was all trans people. And uh, thankfully, I didn't see it, but I heard a lot about it. And they uh, were very lewd and sexual in that. And there was a lot of demonic um, presentations there uh, and the way they addressed themselves and acted things out. And these are, again, this is observationally how sometimes we don't, you know, notice <laughs> we walk blindly through uh, the wild world as it is. Uh, now, after that first installment, I talked more uh, uh, about preparing for the enemy, episode 437, and that one had more to do with how uh, sorcery and divination and other occult practices affect. And Nathan actually joined me on that one to talk about a passage from Leviticus, uh, what was it, uh, 19, 26 to 31. Uh, and then, then we pick up with the for episode 440, noticing, we're just noticing uh, that there is a need for spiritual warfare. Well, with all of that rambling, uh, clarifying. Let me turn it back over to Nathan Caldwell. 
At 20 minutes into the episode, Keith mentions Christians have the power to command a demon to leave by the power of Christ. Um, but the best offense, be offensive, <laughs> is that we should pray. Pray, read the scripture, uh, pray for guidance for what to do, pray for deliverance for this person, uh, pray because as a believer, you have the authority of Christ himself. You have the power that supplied you the Holy Spirit. So you can be assured that the power of Christ is real. The authority of the Holy Spirit is real. Uh, don't be afraid to command an evil spirit to leave. Don't come back. Now, I know there's a certain podcaster on our Christian podcast community, uh, Matt Slick. And I've heard him discuss this, and he will very adamantly say, uh, never, if you encounter by evil spirit, never pray to the spirit. Uh, don't even talk to the spirit. Refuse to talk to the spirit because you, know, you get your powers and authority through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ. You should only be praying to the Holy Spirit. And that is true. But I want you to notice what the verbiage was that I used when I first said that there's a difference we pray to God we pray to God to ask for his wisdom his power his deliverance we pray to God for all those things but a command is not a prayer a command is a command uh, because we pray to God we have the authority because of our belief in Christ and our place in the kingdom to command this lesser spirit to leave. But without that authority, you need to be careful because you may be opening up all kind of worms on you. That spirit might just uh, begin to afflict you. It's not a matter of, uh, look what I can do when I say these words. You need to have that authority. Now, I know the apostles had that authority, but I don't want to be so adamant as to say we do. I'm not saying we don't. I'm just saying I don't know. Praying for them to God is definitely something you always want to do. However, I'm uncertain whether commanding demons to leave is something we as non-apostolic believers um uh, we as believers who are not apostles, I don't know if we're authorized by Christ to do so or not. I cannot speak to that, but I do advise caution. Could we have that authority? It's possible. I just don't know, and I want people to be cautious. And always remember that any power we hold would be under the authority of Christ, not ourselves. Praying before making an attempt, if you're going to do something like that, is definitely something you want to do. Hey, this is Keith again in post-production. And this would be an excellent time to look up, which I'm doing right now, 
um, a passage here in Mark. I want to refer to Mark 9, but it's actually will also refer to the passage before. Um, in Mark 8 is the passage where the disciples were sent out uh, 72, and they were told to cast out demons, heal the sick, and proclaim the gospel. And they did, and they did that very well. Then there was a transfiguration. You have these amazing, amazing displays from Jesus and his disciples. But on the heels of the transfiguration, they come in verse 17. Wait, is that right? Let me back up. There we go. Verse 14, uh, chapter 9. When they came back to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. And immediately, when the entire crowd saw him, they were amazed and began running up to greet him. Uh, and he asked them, what are you discussing with them? And one of the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son, possessed with a spirit which makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it slams him to the ground, and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. I told your disciples to cast it out, and they could not do it. Now, let me pause right there. Uh, when you read about demonic possession in the Scripture, it's almost entirely during the lifetime of Jesus, and he had that power to command that demon to come out, and it did. He also, as we just mentioned in chapter 8 here, Mark, he bestowed that power on his apostles to qualify for an apostle. You would have had to live during the time of Jesus and John the Baptist, which none of us today do. That right there shoots us down for being an apostle. So there are people who say we are apostles today. They are absolutely mistaken. Do not listen to them. Uh, so we, we are not apostles. So but Jesus gave that to his apostles to do. But here, you know, as powerless as we are in our uh, current human condition, look, these, this man brought this demon-possessed son to his disciples, his very apostles who just went out casting out demons, and they couldn't do it. Uh, we are powerless under our power. Now, it didn't say what they did, what they said. You could only imagine that they were you know, issuing commands, not praying to the, the demon, commanding the demon to come out. You could only imagine that they were calling on the name of Jesus to make it come out. So the point there, and maybe I didn't make myself clear on episode 440, because again, I wasn't trying to point out that we're talking about demon possession. We're talking about somebody being affected by a demon, which is a, a the different entity of itself, but we, but this goes on. Uh, Jesus answered them and said, "O unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring it to me." Now let me pause there. That's just a foreshadowing because he's about to talk about his uh, coming crucifixion. Uh, they brought the boy to him. When he saw him, immediately the spirit threw him into convulsions and falling to the ground. He began rolling around and foaming at the mouth, and he asked his father how long had this been going, uh, happening to him, and he said, from childhood, uh, it has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, 
all things are possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe. Help my unbelief. Right there's the crux of the problem is we have belief, but we also have unbelief. Uh, and when we want to do all things, as Jesus mentioned, we need to have a strong faith, a strong belief. We need to be filled with the Spirit. And continuing on. When Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter him again. After crying out, they went through terrible convulsions. It came out, and a boy became so much like a corpse that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and raised him, and he got up. And when he came into the house, his disciples began to question him privately, Why could we not drive out? And he said to them, This kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. Now, I think I heard me say that before. Even in my clip on verse 440, is if we have arrived to enough observational points to say, hmm, I think there's a whole spirit involved with this, the only thing that we really can do is pray. That's it. And if we are led by the Holy Spirit or in some way empowered, then we might be able to proceed might be able to proceed. But praying is the best thing we can do. And again, we pray uh, with God and we pray for the Holy Spirit uh, to move and for, for the authority of Christ. We, th those are what we pray for. And that means, it's, uh, I, I think I've said that plenty of times in episode 440. And I've said it plenty of times in 441. And I'm going to say it plenty of times in this episode is that's the extent of what we can really do is pray over the situation. Now, if we uh, are somehow enlightened by the Holy Spirit to say, okay, let's take the next step. Well, that's when you really, uh, in, the, in this case, as Jesus said, this kind of look comes out by prayer. That's when you need to really uh, beef up your prayer life. And I know mine's not there. I'm sure most people's aren't there as well as they ought to be. Uh, and that would include fasting. That would include some extensive prayer before you ever think about taking on a demon head on. And I, I touch base a little bit in 442 or 441 on that. But there's more that could be said on that. But the point is, this is all observational uh, in, for, in this episode that Nathan is questioning. It doesn't mean <laughs> it's attack attacking uh, nah, attack mode. There we go. Untied uh, my tongue. Uh, there is that. Now, there's another passage that I want to get to really quick, too. In Acts, um, I'll go Acts 19, and this should be in uh, verse 10. Some miracles of Ephesus going on. Um, let's see, he was perform God was performing miracles by the hand of Paul, uh, handkerchiefs uh, were, were being carried to the sick, diseases left them, evil spirits went out, uh, let's see, some of the, here we go, some of the Jewish exorcists went place to place, attempted to 
name over them who had evil spirits the name of Jesus, saying, I adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches, uh, sons of one named Siva, um, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. And the evil spirit answered and said to them, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? So prayer life, they weren't, they weren't, prayer, they weren't prayed up. Uh, it didn't take a lot of prayer to recognize the influence of the spirit. It honestly does not. But if you feel led, you know, I, I, I say feel, I mean, you ha <laughs> I don't want to say it's about emotions, but let's, let's assuming that uh, you're not led because you're probably not. Uh, this you can do is pray. Now, these guys, they said, I adjure you by Jesus, who Paul preaches. So they were saying by the authority of the authority. They weren't directly in line there. I mean, they, they should have, in effect, were saying, I, I, I adjure you by Paul. And who the heck is Paul? I mean, Paul could do it because he claimed Jesus. Okay, that, that authority. And the point here is, uh, don't let your pride take over, because that's what it might be, to say, oh, I can do this, because you likely can't. But if there is uh, any uh, hope to accomplishing the battle, uh, there definitely needs to be a whole load of prayer. You need to arm up, suit up, uh, and uh, before you even think about it, you, you just can't run out there in your underwear thinking you're going to do a battle with an army. <laughs> you you got to put the boots on, the, the breastplate on, and all the rest of the armor. Uh, but anyway, here's another thing, too, is... Once the spirit said, who are you? The man who had this spirit leapt on them and subdued all of them and overpowered all of them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. So Nathan's correct. You don't want to mess with trying to attack uh, evil spirits because you're going to end up like that. You're going to end up taking the beating out of it. And I think, I, I don't recall, Precisely, but I think I try to make that statement, if not in episode 440, at least 441. Um, but those are a couple of scriptures I wanted to pull out and take time to read and let them speak for themselves. Uh, that in no wise uh, was I then or am I now trying to say you have free license to do that. Because if you're not armed, you're not going to do it. And you have to be armed by intensive amounts of prayer. And that's the point. And I, hope, I think that's also the point that Nathan was trying to make, too. So back to Nathan for some more. At 38 minutes into the podcast, Keith mentions that we can pray for forgiveness, healing, and deliverance. As human beings, through prayer, we can claim that healing and deliverance, not only for ourselves, but for others who need as well. So we don't have the power to stop evil because it's supernatural, but we do have the power to pray. 
And would you have the power because of the authority of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, to pray for our own forgiveness and healing and deliverance, and also pray for the healing and deliverance of people? Indeed, we should do so. Indeed, we should do so. However, I want us to remember that God may not always heal. He may not always deliver from some things. I remember that the Apostle Paul asked God three times to be delivered from something or to be healed from something. And God told him, my grace is sufficient. So he doesn't always heal. He doesn't always deliver from everything. He is, however, if we confess our sins, faithful and just to forgive us. Of that, you can be sure. Hey, one last time here, Keith, in post-production. And I'm not sure initially what the problem with that clip was. I was just trying to make a closing comment that prayer is the best we can do and trying to give some encouraging remarks about uh, we should be able to pray for our own uh, healing and for that of others in the process of dealing with the effects of evil spirits. And I don't know, maybe I missed something. (laughs) It wasn't intended to be a healing uh, blanket coverage because, Nathan, you are correct. It's not... Uh, there are some things that just aren't healed. Sometimes we are afflicted with a, a physical disease or ailment, and that's just the way our lives are. Maybe somebody has a, a lifelong uh, struggle with diabetes or with epilepsy or with uh, some other uh, illness or ailment. And just like with Paul, that is a thorn in the flesh. It's there for us to deal with, and that's sometimes why things are not healed. Uh, but that's not the context of the episode. Uh, we, that's that's the context of an entirely different episode. Uh, the context of the episode is sometimes evil spirits are there to impact, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes, uh, as you pointed out, Nathan, uh, things are a physical thing. They have material explanations. Uh, doctors can diagnose and scientists can analyze or whatever. Uh, and that's fine because often in our material world, that's the way it is. But whenever a situation has been observed and once the situation has been noted that there could be some need for spiritual warfare. Maybe there's a spiritual influence causing a problem. Uh, Then that's when prayer becomes even more important than any medical diagnosis. And that's the best that we can do. That's the best power we have. Uh, And uh, I think we can all agree on that. Hey, here's the concept when it comes to prayer and the power of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And and don't get your mindset all on some uh, uh, kooky uh, spiritual position thing. But think about this. Does Christ not have the power or sin?
sin being our, our biggest real problem with spiritual warfare, it all starts with us. But does he not have power over that? Did he not come to die to pay for that price? Uh, so how can you deny that power? We, we have claim to that. Every one of us has claim to that. Uh, and can you doubt the power of the Holy Spirit? Because how can we live uh, our daily life without seeking his guidance? So there is power there. So don't discount that. And if you think of it in, in, in the realm of salvation needs, we, we can claim that and we can pray for that authority of Christ that he will heal our friend next to us or our family member over there. We, we know that we can claim that power. So you don't, don't get all spooky minded here, <laughs> thinking of ghosts and demons and stuff. Just think of, of in that realm. And this is why I mean, why I've been trying to emphasize that we have that power. We have that authority. If we were not saved, if we were not Christians, we would be in need of that. But because we have that, we can pray for others. Now you might say, well, just like not all people are healed of illness. Well, not all people are saved. That's a no-brainer. There are people who aren't. There are people who you talk to and they refuse to be. But it doesn't mean it is the power of Christ and the authority of Christ is any less just because somebody doesn't want to accept that. It doesn't mean that the power of the Holy Spirit is diminished because despite our best efforts to try to evangelize someone, they refuse that. And you can think of it that way, which also would be one of my intentions behind those closing remarks about we can claim that power. Now, if we're trying to say, well, we, like those uh, people who tried to cast out the demon and they said, who are you? Well, then we're not praying with the right authority, are we? <laughs> Am I trying to save my buddy over here under my own authority? Am I trying to convince him with my own logical arguments? Uh, we just have to, you know, use the power given to us through prayer that we can in some way be an example, the example that leads them to Christ. But we have to lead them directly to Christ for that authority. Anyway, that's all I have on that. I just wanted to toss that out there as a closing thought and a little bit of a, a weekly gospel message. So we'll see you next week. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another for his name's sake. What's up, everybody? I'm Jamal Bandy, the host of the Prescribed Truth Podcast, where I seek to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. The Lord graciously brought me out of a cult in 2010, saved me in 2013, and in 2017, Prescribed Truth began. My mission has been to spread the truth of God's word while refuting dangerous lies affecting most churches and the culture at large from a biblical and reformed perspective. Join me on Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for the live recording of the podcast on YouTube and download the audio version wherever podcasts can be found, including the Christian Podcast Community. 
If you would like to know more about Prescribed Truth, please visit my website at prescribedtruth.com. And remember, this world is full of errors, but the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings. Unbelievers now have no excuse to misinterpret the Bible like they ever did. Interpreting the Bible has never been easier or less expensive. Get your copy of What Does It Mean to Me? This teaches and demonstrates the importance of biblical interpretation. Proper biblical interpretation is the difference between truth and error, life and death heaven and hell. This is created for your sinos. That's your Christians in name only. Readers will stop asking, what does this mean to me? And start asking, what does it mean? Get your copy of what does it mean to me at trackplanet.com or on amazon.com today. You want to get this before it's too late. Are you just watching? You grab the popcorn, plant the family on the couch, and flip on the TV. But have you left your worldview behind? Media comes in all forms, and all of it contains some level of indoctrination. Are you just watching? The Entertained Christian's Handbook to Consuming Media with Purpose is a guided journal with worldview-shaping info and lots of guided note pages to help you watch and discuss anything you put before your family's eyes. Purchase it now on Amazon.com. And don't just watch. Okay, everybody, that is the episode. Hopefully that clarified some matters. If you had some of those same confusions and misunderstandings, or if I didn't say things well enough, all you ever have to do is drop me a line, send me an email. Anyway, um, I don't think we have any more Spiritual Warfare episodes lined up. We might have one, I think, possibly. Uh, but if we don't, then this we'll call this one quits on it. <laughs> Unless Santa comes up with something else. Anyway, uh, stay tuned. This is your host, Keith, signing out. Come back next week. Bring your friend with you. Show them how to get connected to the podcast. Uh, and here's some information from our voice of the podcast to tell you how to find us on the interwebs. Take it away, Anthony Russo. Visit life-truth.com where you can find all our shows. Leave a message or call our voicemail number at 401-753-4844. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life truth page. Follow us on Twitter at capital H, capital P, capital N, capital C, A-S-T. Everything Nathan Caldwell does can be found at facebook.com forward slash protectors of the book. Music in the show is used by permission of Kevin Zerby at zerbinator.wordpress.com. May the word of Christ dwell in you richly. May you find everything you need. And if you don't know Jesus, your greatest need is a Savior. Thanks for listening.